Hello and welcome to the Good News Doctor podcast. This is Dr. Mark Dubrankit and I am your host. And today I have a very special guest with me, Dr. Tom Lankering. Dr. Tom is a chiropractor out of Aspen, Colorado. And I was very privileged to meet him a couple years ago. And uh, on a side note, he's also an amazing pianist. And he uh, sat down and gave us quite a little show on the piano there. But uh, he is the co-author of a book called Wake Up the Happy Brain. And he is all into energy medicine and healing. And as a chiropractor, you know, we are nervous system doctors, but he definitely takes it up to the next notch. There's so much more besides just our brain and our spinal cord in tapping into homeostasis in our whole body. He is the producer and the director and host of a TV show called Healthy Lifestyles in Aspen, Colorado, since 1996. And so without further ado, please welcome Dr. Tom Lankering. All right, Doc, so if you could introduce yourself uh, to our viewers, we'd love to welcome you. Yeah. Hi, Mark, I'm, and, and everybody out there. Yeah, I'm Dr. Tom Lankering uh, in the Aspen, Colorado area, my 38th year of practice. I'm a bioenergetic chiropractor focusing on brain-based wellness, and uh, I'm more passionate about the work I'm doing now than in all the years. There's just so many exciting things happening uh, that we're finding that uh, it's exciting. So I appreciate the opportunity to get together and uh, share some ideas, share some information with you. And um, yeah, so let, let's, let's, let's bring it on. Yeah, it's great to have you here. You know, I've noticed myself um, about 10 years shy in career as you, that if we're not looking into the brain specifically, we're missing this big black hole in our patient's healthcare. We used to just think it was the almighty adjustment and I would adjust, adjust, adjust and wait for the body to catch up. And we've found different ways of helping that body catch up a whole lot faster. And so I have always been fascinating with the brain. And um, I was even involved with that brain institute they do out of Aspen every year. And I've kind of came to that on multiple times. So it's so great to have doctors like yourself and, and other doctors, even that are not chiropractors, that are also just as fascinated about the brain as we are and to learn so many different, let's call it biohacks, different ways that we can actually tap into our own brain's neurology and our own brain function and gut brain connection and all of that. So um, I know when we were speaking a little while ago, you know, we were all on the same page with all of that. So I was so happy to have you as my guest here and dive a little bit deeper into the things that you're finding and that you're seeing. And, and so that my listeners realize, hey, there's other stuff out there from what I may have been told by mainstream medicine for the current course of my issues with my brain, with my neurology, because as you know, we experience life through our nervous system. So we can make that experience better. Oh, my goodness. It's like the quality of life follows. Right. Yeah. You know, for me, uh, I think kind of along the traditional chiropractic path that I started out on, at least, you know, as we, as you mentioned, the uh, adjustment and a lot of that was more structurally oriented. And at first I thought everybody had to be all plumb straight and square. And I 
quickly learned that that was not quite, you know, to try to hammer somebody into a straight, you know, uh, position and so forth. And their bodies didn't always like that, you know, and, and then I started getting into nutrition and we are what we eat. And so worked with that. And then I'd still be working with people and people would say, gee, you know, whenever I get stressed, it goes right here, you know, so I, and, and that's the original triune of chiropractic as far as, you know, structural stress and biochemical nutritional stress, and then mental and emotional stress. Uh, and then I started yeah. studying with John Bremhall, gosh, it's been maybe about 25 years or so. And he started, you know, expanding that triangle and looking at electromagnetic radiation and toxins and infections and allergies. And as far as the pathways into the nervous system. And so for a long time, you know, I was certainly looking at, well, from the brain down through the spine and the nerves go out to all the tissues and everything. And, you know, I think a lot of the focus was on the spine in chiropractic and making the adjustments in the spine. And then I don't know, a few years ago, uh, again, through Dr. Brimhall was introduced to uh, Dr. Patrick Porter and BrainTap. And the conversation changed, really putting more of the focus on the brain. And then Richard Barwell, and you know, so you started going down that pathway and realizing that the adjustment that we're actually making, we're on the right track, we just didn't quite realize it, but those adjustments were actually creating pattern interruptions in the brain. And for me, you know, I was, I was okay with that situation, but when I caught on to this brain wellness and, and brain-based care, wow, all of a sudden I was like, you know what, that is it. That's, that's the golden, you know, that, that's where we're heading. And that's, and especially these last few years, you see all the stress that people are dealing with and we realize that it's the brain that's, you know, been the workhorse and has really been taking all of the, I don't know, call it abuse or, or what. So, yeah, so that's how I've gotten into the brain work. And to me, it just makes all the world of difference when you start seeing what's happening with people and looking through the world of the brain, which is fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a typical patient coming through your office the present with, oh, let's just say so many people in these last couple of years are getting some brain fog, maybe some cognitive decline. They just, they just don't have the energy or the stamina they used to have, and they're just struggling to get it back. So we understand we got to think chiropractically and make sure the nervous system's clear in that aspect. But what would some other conversations you'd be having with them about their brain outside of the traditional chiropractic approach? Yeah, I, I think the traditional chiropractic approach is, you know, where are you hurting? And, you know, then people will say, well, I hurt here. And uh, a lot of what I start off with people is saying, well, where do you notice stress in your body? And they're like, huh, well, I never, never thought of it that way. You know, I, what do you mean? Where do I notice? I just, well, you know, do you have pain, you know, we can always go there, they can relate to, or do you have problems with sleeping? You know, do you have problems with focus? Is your energy off? Uh, how's your digestion doing? Um, you know, do you still have the stamina? And all of a sudden, you know, it's like a pattern interruption for people. I, I like that term, but people start going, well, I 
think I'm sleeping okay, you know, uh, different things. I don't know if that's what you're wearing. I've got a, a aura ring here, which has been interesting. Yeah. I always thought I sure. slept well. And I started looking at my sleep and I was like, oh man, I, I could be sleeping better. And so I've been working on that. And so, you know, the idea that the brain, I mean, I'll ask people, let's say they come in for neck pain and I go, okay, I understand your neck pain, but let's see how things are really working, right? So what controls and coordinates and regulates everything in the body we know is the brain, right? Um, and so I use the example of if we're sitting here and all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off, we respond and our brain is designed to help us, you know, protect us and survive and cope and everything in this world. So our brain is going to go into a mode of survival of, you know, our muscles and our, our eyes dilate and our blood vessels. And, you know, it's like, well, we got to get out of here. All right. And then if we run out of the building and we realize it's a false alarm, oh, all of a sudden we can go back and kind of relax. Right. So the brain controls how we're responding. But a lot of times, you know, the brain has a tough time of really discerning what's really happening, but it goes into this fight or flight mode. And it, we used to be able to go into fight or flight and then recover. But now people are in such chronic, even high-grade stress. It used to be low-grade stress, but now they're in this chronic high-grade stress that they never get a chance to recover. And so I use a heart rate variability machine that you know can measure the different stress in the system and to see where they're at and of course you know meeting people where they're at and if they're in pain i've i've had pain you know and, and it's not fun you certainly want to get out of pain but also realizing that hey you know there's more to what's going on as far as our bodies are concerned so uh you know that's where i start looking with people and going okay and it's kind of fun because i'll joke with people i say you know i've been doing this for a while you can tell by the color of my hair you know and it started when i was it was a different color but <laughs> so i developed this intuition you know in doing this work and you know so i'll yeah. talk with people and say now just in the short conversation you and i have had here one of the things that i've picked up if you don't mind me sharing you know like oh no 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 tell me tell me what you i go you know i think you're more than just a bag of bones <laughs> They'll look, they'll look at me like, I'll go, are you in the right place or what? Am I intuitive? And they're like, yeah, no more than just a bag of bones, right? And they go, yeah. And I go, well, see, that's, you know, most people are going to look at you as a bag of bones, thinking, well, the bone's out of position and pop it back in. But I know there's more going on with Mark that, you know, how are your stress levels and how are things going and how are your foods and, and so forth. And so all of that is a combination and so I use a lot of muscle testing and I tell people, look, I'm like an electrician for your body and I'm looking to see where the circuits are blown out. And so in going through and checking the different reflex points, whether it be structural or whether it be emotional, which is huge now, I use the NET neuroemotional technique uh, along with the brain tap to address emotional aspects as far as brain stress is concerned. And then toxins. Most people realize we have a lot of toxins in the world. You know, go out and throw dirt in the gas tank of your car, just doesn't run very well. And um, so I start, you know, working with that and at least get them looking at, you know, there's more than just a bone out of place that's causing their problem. 
So you were the co-author of a book, Wake Up a Healthy Brain. Tell us a little bit about that book. So, so I was uh, fortunate to be a, a co-author. There are 36 of us. We each had a chapter. So Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Dr. Patrick Porter, uh, Clint Ober, you know, with, with the earthing. Um, and so there are a few of us. So my chapter in the book that I wrote about uh, called The Art of Balance, and so I mentioned as far as the triangle of the different stressors going on. The other triangle that I address uh, are the main highways going on as far as the body is concerned. And so the first major highway is this stress fight or flight survival system, also called the sympathetic. And then we have the parasympathetic, which is our healing, rest, digest, rejuvenation, recuperation. All right. And so that seesaw that goes on uh, gets thrown out of balance a lot and we get into this stress fight or flight you know we call it sympathetic overload and even though the brain regulates the rest of the body it has challenges sometimes regulating itself so it gets stuck like deer in the headlights and it it gets stuck it's like that hamster on the wheel right we we all know that we've had these thoughts that repeat and and so forth and it's like just where we can't shut our mind off so that's an indication of this sympathetic overload from my perception that I work with. For example, we find a lot of people with digestive issues. And so they could be doing all different things, but if they're not bringing their body back to balance, right? It's like if you're walking down the street and the mountain lion jumps out and starts chasing you, you're not going to sit there and say, now, let's see, did I get everything on the grocery list I was supposed to? Because if you're thinking about dinner when the mountain lion is chasing, you're going to be dinner. Right? So the body's into this survival fight or flight and our digestion is off, you know, our detoxification is off, our sleep and recuperation is off. So a lot of what I start working with right, is trying to balance out the body so that it can adapt appropriately, you know, part of those neuroplastic changes that start happening in the brain. So that's one highway that I start working with. The other is the HPA axis, which means the H is the hypothalamus and P is pituitary in the brain. So those are the neurotransmitters or the chemicals of the brain. And then A represents the adrenals, all right? So the adrenals are also part in this situation of the endocrine or the hormonal system. So you have the adrenals, the thyroid, ovaries, uterus, prostate, testes, pancreas, and pineal, and so forth. And so that's the uh, HPA axis. So basically when there's stress in the body, there's stress in the mind. When there's stress in the mind, it affects the body. And we see that again with the adrenal glands, which were driving the sympathetic, right? That stress fight or flight, we get an adrenaline rush. The adrenal glands also sometimes referred to as the stress glands. And, uh, but they start, you know, the, the analogy I make is like the adrenals are the push and the thyroid's the pull. And the, that's the pump that's driving the body. And then you have, you know, the rest of the team, like I mentioned, the other glands and so forth, but it's like a basketball team, right? So when the star player is Mark Adrenal is tired and not quite playing up to his potential, what does the rest of the basketball team have to do? Pick up the slack. Yeah. And how long do they go until another one starts to drop, till another one? So you get this cascade effect that starts happening and it affects this, uh, HPA axis with the hormones and the neurotransmitters and that highway that's going on. And then 
the other major highway is the gut-brain connection. You know, we're hearing more and more about the gut and the second brain and neurotransmitters produced in the gut. What a happy gut makes a happy brain. Unhappy gut makes an unhappy brain. So those are the three areas that I start working with people, especially in the Aspen area here. We have some pretty amazing houses. And I'll say, look, if you want to build whatever elaborate, extravagant house you want, you have to start with a foundation, no matter what house you're building. So those are my foundations that I start working with people. And then from there, we can start adding and so forth. But if you add too much to a system that's already stressed, I don't care if it's good stress or bad stress, you're still adding stress to the system. So I start working with people. Uh, and then again, using the, the brain tap technology, which is brain fitness. You know, we all know about physical fitness, but what do we do about brain fitness? So this is a way that starts going, hey, you know, here's what's happening. Like you mentioned from the beginning with brain fog and concentration yeah. and energy and sleep all comes back to that. Well, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So it's interesting and it's always refreshing when I hear a doctor talk about balance, bringing back to homeostasis, mentioning multiple different hormones that all need to be in communication with each other in order to find that homeostasis. But yet for so many years, so many people go to a traditional doctor that's just looking at the one hormone and they're like, oh, this is too high and this is too low. And they don't talk about the relationship when this one's off, how it's going to have a cascading effect through the whole system and all of that. So really, you know, as we talk about all these different outside the box thinking and, and, and all of that, we're just trying to get you to understand, be in tune with your own body and listen to your body, but understand what it's saying in a way that makes sense, which might not make sense how you used to think. For instance, if you and I both went out for Chinese food and they gave us lo mein, but instead we got to mein, which was food poisoning, and then we left and you dropped me off at home. And, and then a little later I called back and says, Tom, are you sick, man? I'm feeling terrible, man. I've had diarrhea. I've been throwing up. I got a fever. That meal just really tore me up. And you're like, no, I, I feel fine. Well, society looks at me as a sickly person. I need to go take some Imodium AD or whatever it is to stop the, the symptoms from happening where a week later, all of a sudden, you get the flu now because it had a whole week to brew inside of you and build a colony and then it goes and attacks you and they think, oh, well, Tom just got his seasonal flu. It's not anything to do with a meal that he ate and how well and how healthy his body was to be able to respond to the infection and bring it back to homeostasis either quickly or sometimes it has to work on other jobs that are more important at the time and and you know the bad guys can get under the fence and build up an army and so homeostasis and all of that to bring that back to balance i mean that's so important and some people can look at that and think that it seems so complicated but really it's just so simple your body is creating 65 quadrillion chemical reactions every second. Let's work with the energy to change the chemistry so that the physiology can then get balanced as well, too. So I love that. And I love that you talked about the, the heart, um, heart meter, the heart math, uh, the heart rate variability. And we would do that as well. And I saw a study once in some of the continuing education we did where they used police officers and 
they had like a domestic disturbance and they did their heart math on them before they left. And then right when they got back from the, the situation and it might have raised their resting heart rate 20 or 30 points. Now, if they got another call and went right back out again, it just cascades and gets higher and higher throughout the night and it puts them at such a high risk. But they would teach these officers how to stop and take two or three minutes just to breathe and just to get your heart rate back down. And so now you're back to where you started and you're not building on building and building on stress. Now, the examples with the police officer, but it might start off where you rolled out of bed in an argument and then it got worse and worse and escalated throughout the day. And you are far away from balance at that point. So and I, I love the fact that uh, they have stuff out there and, and instruments and tools that people can te test their own self. And now with all the smart watches and bracelets and Fitbits and things, you know, and, and the aura rings, we can really get a track of how much exercise am I getting? How much sleep am I getting? How much of that deep and, and REM sleep am I getting? And then we can see what we can do to biohack ourselves to improve that and then actually see the progress along the way. And then the last thing you had mentioned was that whole gut and the, and the brain connection. And we know we have a really thick glycocalyx in our gut. And we also have the same layer that's protecting our gut and only letting selective things in and other things out. That same tissue is what makes up our blood-brain barrier. So like you said, if you're eating crappy and you have a terrible gut barrier, it spreads into the same barrier that your brain is too. So it's going to make you have leaky gut and leaky brain. So we really do have to pay attention to you know, our diet. Nobody else cares about what you're putting into your body except you. So we have to be supply sergeants for ourselves. And we have to nurture that gut barrier because it will help keep our blood-brain barrier, you know, healthy as well, too. Because we all know that if you're over 65 years old and you break a bone, you're 70% more likely to get dementia in that year and 30% more likely to die because of heavy metals that make it through that blood-brain barrier because of all the heavy metals that are stored in our bones throughout our life. So... It really is important. And these are simple things that we can do to bring that balance back. You know, focus on our breath, focus on our diet, and focus on our brain. So what would be some of the top hacks, body hacks, that you would recommend for people to improve their blood or improve their brain uh, cognition and and like, again, waking up a happy, waking up the happy brain inside of us. We, we all have one of those in there. It's just a matter of when's the last time you let it out to play. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, and, and I am uh, in the process of creating an online course, uh, two core, you know, they tie together two online products, but one is seven biohacking secrets to feel younger and have more energy. And the other is the future of your health. So they tie in together. And basically with the, the steps, um, and, and the, the first thing, you know, let me do two things that you had mentioned that I just like to, you know, like I have the aura ring and I did a lot of research into it because I find people who get these Fitbits and some of these other uh, watches, you know, for their Fitbands and so forth. And the electromagnetic radiation on those really throws their, whole body energy off. So 
with the aura ring you don't have to have it transmitting all the time just when you turn it on to download it but these other fitbits are incredibly high in electromagnetic radiation so if people are looking at doing that it's just something i to 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 look at um but one of the back to the question you're asking me though is is to you know biohacks and the first thing that i start off with is mindset uh, you know, you got to believe, you got to create this mindset, and and it starts with understanding why. Why do you want to feel better? You know, why do you want to feel younger? We get a lot of, you know, especially as you say, for example, men in their fifties and sixties who want to feel younger and have more energy because they're sitting on the couch, they're missing out on life, and they're not able to. You know, they might have aches and pains, or they're low energy, or their moods might be. Uh, you know, horrible, you know, we, we know, understand that women get PMS, and a lot of times men will get UMS, which is uh, ugly mood syndrome. And so but that's, you know, an, an accumulation of these stressors. So there are simple steps to start working with. But the first thing I think is mindset, and and realize that no events have meetings until we give them meetings. And so how we might be perceiving a situation is what we're choosing to perceive that situation with and how we start looking at it. And the way to start looking at it too is, you know, sometimes you start making, I call it better bad choices. You know, we always have a choice to make. And while it might not be a perfect one, usually one is better than the other one. And so just start having awareness as to what we're, what we're doing and what we're saying and so forth, which leads into the next what I like to call transformational vocabulary, one of my mentors works with, but, you know, the words we use are incredibly powerful. For example, you might see someone walking down the street and you say, hey, how are you doing? They go, oh, okay. And you go, okay, I guess it's okay. You know, or, but if you come across someone else, you say, hey, how are you doing? They go, wow, I am incredibly, unbelievably good today. You go, whoa, right? And that energy because a lot of what i'm working with is this energy right and so raising your frequency because that's what it's all about is it has a lot to do with it so what you're focusing on all right the words you're using but then also the physiology right if i'm if i was be doing this interview with you or this podcast here with you and I, if i was like sitting like sitting like this talking to you i mean it wouldn't be very fun right but i can change my physiology and my position and my posture in an instant and changes my energy changes what i'm focusing on and so those are some of the first things that we start working with and then the next tool i go into is just uh, you know our seven daily seven daily activities that we look at about bringing you awareness and and there are things to check off so it might be uh, white flour, sugar, fried foods, carbonated beverages. Are you taking your vitamins? Are you getting your exercise in? And you just start checking that off. So in these columns, and so you might go, ah, column number one, I didn't do too good, right? Uh, column number two, ah, I did better. Column number three, ooh, I got a problem going on there. So it's a yeah. simple tool yeah. to bring awareness that in 21 days, you can make a huge change in your outlook, your perception, your energy, your life. And when you raise your own energy, you know, it's the rising tide rises all, raises all boats, right? So your family, your friends, yeah. you know, okay. will notice a change. So those are the couple of the other things, you know, I get into the adrenal support, like we were talking, talk about foods. Now the brain tap is huge. You know, I, I think brain fitness 
is is uh, so powerful you know and if we say okay fitness a lot of people think you got to go to the gym and you work out you know if i talk about brain fitness i just assume this position with my eyes closed and i just sit here i mean anybody can do that right <laughs> but the impacts that it has on your life are incredible so we start looking at those things we start looking at exercise and yes you got to move right you know if you're not moving you end up taking the dirt nap and um so those are some of the biohacks that I start working with that people can start making these changes because I think sometimes it seems daunting for them to go, oh, you know what? I'm so far down this road that that's just the way I am. I'm, I'm old, you know, and, uh, you know, that's the stage I'm at in my life. And you go, no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be that way. So, yeah. You know, another thing on that same line that I always tell patients is, you know, don't hold on to these labels. I mean, somebody diagnosed you with a quote condition. And even if it was an accurate diagnosis, it was an experience you had. It isn't something that is like a badge of honor, you know, that you wear. Like I have fibromyalgia. I have stenosis in my back. You know, it's like they act like they're, they're proud of it and, and why they're in so much pain to justify it. But it also gives them an identity in that that they get trapped into and then they believe that I have these issues and this is why I have pain. And it has to start with your thoughts. The thoughts control everything. And when you raise your vibration, you give other people around you permission to raise theirs, right? And so, like you said, the tide rises all waters and like, like attracts like. And so, you know, that was some of the best advice I ever got when I was probably at the down in the valley of the the worst of my symptoms and conditions and labels that are there all laying on me is, you know what? Okay, so I own the t-shirt on that one now. It doesn't mean I have to live it anymore. It's, I've experienced that. And now I'm going to show you how you can get past that. Because your body wants more than anything to return back to homeostasis, which is you. It's you without any symptoms, without any conditions, without any labels on you. That's what we all need to strive to be and to find that person inside again. So thank God we have people like you and like other mentors that I've had in the past that, that say things just maybe a little bit differently in a way that I finally clicked and it made sense in me. And now I own it. And now I'm not going to let that ever happen to me again. And I'm not going to let myself think that way because that produces a physiology that I didn't like. And so we're changing our physiology. It starts with your attitude. You know, I, I used to think it was all about lifestyle and that's going to determine whether genes turn on or off. I found out after all this epigenetic studying that it's really not. It's your thoughts that play more than 50% of that role if you're going to activate these things or not. And so you have to really guard your thoughts and, and protect them at all costs because that's going to become your reality uh, depending on how you're thinking, right? And so... You know, that's that's what gets me out of bed in the morning is knowing that we can impact somebody's life today and maybe finally they'll figure out how to find them their happy brain again. You know, wake up that that happy brain that's inside all of us. We we believe it's there. You just got to dust off the, the dust and, and, you know, burn out some of the carburetors and get them going again. <laughs> 
back yeah, and start removing some of those blockages of what's going on with that. So, yeah. yeah. And I like the yeah. term allostasis, you know, homeostasis, most people have heard about, you know, and that's a point of balance. But a lot of times, you know, allostasis is the process of moving towards homeostasis. So it's kind of like the rocket ship going to the moon, you know, 99% of the time it's off target, but it's always making these corrections as we're going along. And so that, that process of striving for balance, uh, I, I like uh, with that. You know, it, you mentioned things, I mean, you know, we could, I think we could do a National Geographic series here or something like that. But I, I wanted to mention also, because I think one of the biggest challenges that we're dealing with these days, and it's really motivated me to become, people have called me a warrior or whatever, but you know, with what's going on in our society and in our world, one of the biggest threats to our immune system are our thoughts. And when we are uh, conditioned or, or uh, played into this fear aspect, again, one of the biggest stressors that goes on as far as our immune system, or like we we're talking about, if we're a, a cornered animal, all we're trying to work with is sur survival. And so the media and what they've been pushing on the people has been putting them into fear, right? All these different crazy aspects. And, and a lot of people fall into that, but a lot of people are waking up and realizing, wait a minute, that's not the way it is. There are other choices and other narratives. So again, to guard your mind and realize when the efforts are being made to put us into fear, no, we're fighting a war, you know, and it's not over oil and land and gas. It's for our minds, it's for our spirits and for our souls. And we've got to, we've got to fight that. We've got to protect that for ourselves, for our kids, for other generations to come along because we've seen the devastating effects that it can have on people, on kids and so forth. So I, I, you gave me an I think you gave me an opportunity to mention that. So. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's very well said. Thank you. It's putting on that full armor of God every day for me. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and, and have to protect us because, like you said, it's not just against the, the physical bodies. You know, there is a spiritual war going on, and and um, and they can play havoc on us so easy. <laughs> Our people, people just let their guard down and let their brains be affected so fast. You know, where they never would let that to their own bodies. But you know, like again, we have to be careful on the things we look at, the things that we put into our brain, and certainly the things that we're allowing ourselves to think about in that aspect. So, well, I'm sure this will open up for having you back for another another uh, series on brain health, because we could, like you said, we could just sit here and talk for hours on all sorts of different topics. But uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and, and giving us some insight and some different ways that we can look at brain health and what we need to all do to stay healthy. So we will go ahead and put the link to your new um, seven habits. Uh, what was the name of that again? Seven biohacking secrets to feel younger and have more energy. Awesome. So we'll go ahead for you listeners. We'll put the link below here for everybody to tap into that. And thank you for your knowledge. Thank you for your friendship. And I look forward to next time we get together. Thanks, Tom. Have a great day. It's a real Have privilege and honor, and I, I love connecting with you. So thanks for all that you're doing. All right. Thank you, Doc.